Yeah. Haven't played Sword or Shield yet, but you're gonna play Snap, huh? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. Okay. <laughs> Cause you know what? It's a fun, leisurely game. Just take my time. It's not like Sword it's or not Shield. Like Sword or Shield. <laughs> when I come to a mainline Pokemon game, I expect a challenge. When was the last time you got a challenge from me? <laughs> Honestly, black and white two are really hard. Huh? Because black and white two is essentially new game plus of black and white. Except you didn't start with any of your old Pokemon. You had to start from scratch again. <clears throat> I have wanted to do a Nuzlocke again. Because those were fun. I've never heard of a Nuzlocke. Um, so it's a special run of Pokemon where you limit yourself to only catch the first Pokemon that you see in any new area. And if a Pokemon faints, you're never allowed to use it again. I feel like that's where the open world Pokemon should go because it's so far back in time. There's no Pokemon center. If you can't get back to a Pokemon center in like a certain amount of time after your Pokemon faints, (laughs) gone. Say goodbye. We'll see countless people online trying to reenact the Charmander rescue that Ash did (laughs) and just... (laughs) <laughs> just fail beefing it constantly charmander after charmander dying Pidgeotto's not there to wrap you up in his nice strong wings by the campfire oh man i i so doing a nuzlocke back in the games where poison still hurt you outside of battle yes horrifying <laughs> i did it in ruby and sapphire <laughs> And I remember my uh, Sceptile was, like, dying outside of battle, and I had, like, <laughs> three steps of poison before it died. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know what to do here. I did ultimately lose that one, though. I was at the Elite Four. Second to last Elite Four member couldn't make it. Or the third, <laughs> you could also say. Yes. <laughs> Well, Takara completed Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu recently, mm-hmm. and she's like, I did it! I beat the Elite Four! And I'm like, no, you haven't yet. <laughs> Wait a second. She's like, I have to defeat Professor Oak? <laughs> That's pretty cool that they put that back in. I forgot. Yeah. My favorite deleted scene from Pokemon Red and Blue. Mew under the truck, baby. <laughs> baby under the truck. Mew. I hear they're making a sequel to Boss Baby. You hear? You haven't seen the trailers? Because <laughs> it's been bombarding me on every platform I go on. You know I only, besides, this is my only visual medium. I only listen to radio. <laughs> You've completely checked out of the digital world. Well, don't come crying to me when you don't get an Agumon. Wes has not played what? Digimon Digital Monsters. Absolutely not. You know I have never played <laughs> and I never will. Uh, it's fine. 
some of the those games are so whereas pokemon is the same game every single time with one mechanic change uh digimon uh-huh. is a completely different fucking game every single time <laughs> that's what my impression is is that like digimon is far more insecure about what it is mm-hmm. So it's constantly, like, reinventing itself is what my understanding mm-hmm. is. Well, it's weird because Digimon started off as a not a Pokemon clone, but a Tamagotchi clone. And oh. so the heart of it always comes back to, like, feeding and hanging out with your Digimon, not yeah. the battling part. So they're just all over the place. Huh. But uh, they're not localized well. Welcome to a new edition of Weeb we ain't, ain't seen, seen nothing, nothing yet. yet. <laughs> All I've seen is ahead of me. And I've seen I can probably count the animes on one hand. Um Merely by pluralizing new edition, new anime edition. as animes. You have marked animes. yourself as a fool. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Uh, game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie we haven't seen. Uh, I'm your co-host Wes, and this is your other co-host. Why, Ethan? Physical embodiment of why. <laughs> I like to think every day I get closer to being Wahe. <laughs> you know, I think we could set up a temple where we teach the tenets of why. <laughs> My body is a Wahe. Uh, last week. Um... <laughs> I was trying to think of other tenets of YA, but I just... There's nothing there's there. Nothing. <laughs> Last week, Wes quizzed me on uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, everyone's favorite Star Wars movie. I have since watched it, uh, so we'll go over my answers to the quiz. And then at the end of this episode, I'll be quizzed on everyone's second favorite Star Wars movie, Rogue One. <laughs> you know what the, the constant... Uh, clamoring is for when's rogue too is it's <laughs> just more standalone movies mm-hmm. because the the writers of the movies clearly just want to do a single story within one film yes. not pack as many plots into one movie as possible <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh let's just jump into it uh, I asked you what do you know about this movie. Uh, you said some random dude is playing Han Solo. He's pretty random. I've a, I don't know if he's in other stuff. Uh, hold on, let me check. Kira, you looked him up. Was the guy that plays in Han Solo in anything else? No, he's not. No, he's pretty unknown. Just like a uh, young Harrison Ford. He kind of was at the time. I guess he was only he only had uh, American Graffiti, really. As his biggest hit. And as far as I know, no one liked that movie. I think it was actually pretty successful at the time. I've never, I don't even know what American Graffiti is about. Uh, it's George Lucas's first... Uh, I don't know if it's his first movie. Uh, but it was like about... It's like 1950s like teen culture. <laughs> <laughs> You is said, like uh, this is... <laughs> <laughs> you said this 
He said this is back in the space cowboy days. Chewbacca is there. Uh, and he and Han have a budding relationship. Lando is played by Donald Glover. Uh, we do get commentary on Han hesitating to shoot. Which I kind of put out as a bullshit throwaway joke. I did not think we would actually get rationale behind that, and yet we do at the climax of the film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said no one important will die in this movie. I stand by that being true. I don't Sorry, so. I don't think Rio, Vale, and Beck Spoilers, Rio, Vale, and Beckett are important I think characters. Beckett is important, at least. I don't think the others are. We barely get to know him. Yeah, but... One, I think Beckett's at least important. Beckett's somewhat important. I think he is important. <laughs> He's Han's mentor. He's like his father figure. Uh, my father figure. I'd be fine. Not you, Dad. My father figure. <laughs> my other one. Your only father figure, not your dad. <laughs> yeah. Dad is on a higher pedestal than father figure. Your dad's a god. My dad's a cop, um, I you were going to say. <laughs> um, and you said C-3PO's in this movie because he's contracted contractually obligated. contraptionally obligated <laughs> contraptionally um when i gave you a half a point that's fine when were we talking about machines there was an episode of this show where we kept bringing up the word machine <laughs> i, can't remember I don't remember that is. at all but my memory regarding this uh this podcast is poor well it's recorded you don't have to remember it uh, Lady Proxima is one of my favorite Star Wars aliens. Can you describe her appearance? So close. I was actually really <laughs> close this time. You said she's a big slug <laughs> with big lips. She's wearing a crown. Uh, she speaks in verbose sentences. She's well educated. And she's hot. She's still hot, though. <laughs> um, I gave you the full Hell point. Yeah. She keeps she may be a weird slug thing, but she keeps it tight. She does speak in verbose sentences. <laughs> I think she wears a little crown. It's hard to see. She's very long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Lady Proxima? I thought... I mean, she's barely in yeah, the Yeah, there's, there's not a lot to think of her, really. What do you think of her as concept... As, like, a, like in terms of all the weird aliens you see in Star Wars? Like, what do you think of her concept? Okay, so as a presentation, I think it's cool... But I do have questions for why this species that is actively destroyed by sunlight would move to conquer a planet which has a sun. Because as soon as he shoots that window down, all of them recoil in pain. Yeah, I suppose. But otherwise, they were cool. I mean, everybody's just trying to get their own piece of the pie. And it's interesting that she is trying to do so within the empire and i think it's interesting to see a character who is practically just using children to uh create their own like syndicate i'm used to that i consume a lot of media where that's the primary thing all right well (laughs) 
I think she's a cool character. I think she's cool looking character. Uh, here's the thing. I do think she's cool. I think the prologue of this movie is very fast. <laughs> so it was hard for me to get a good hold on her, get a good lock. Yeah. What she was about. Um, how do Han and Chewbacca meet? Uh, you said they would meet at a baseball game, <laughs> pissing in a urinal trough. You got zero points. That's close. It's like a mud pit. No, absolutely wrong. You've never been to the bathroom of a baseball game because it sure looks like that mud pit. So where they have to, to kill each other meat. or be killed. <laughs> yeah. Um, Han makes the makes Beckett and his crew angry, so they say that he sold out the Imperial Army, which he did anyway, so like it's not like they were doing the wrong thing. Um, yeah. And so they throw him into this prison to be eaten by the beast. <laughs> which as soon as that happened, I went, oh, it's Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that Chewbacca eats people. <laughs> I don't think I ever really considered what Chewbacca ate, but I certainly never thought it was whole <laughs> organisms. I mean, I'm sure Chewbacca doesn't prefer Yeah, I mean, like, that's all the food he was getting. <laughs> yeah. But to think that he would resort to eating other humanoids is interesting. From a character that is, I would argue, the more heroic of the pair. Yeah. And I would I would say at this point in time, probably more beloved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that being said, um, I, I did like that scene. Uh, it was cool. I, I like the fact that Han already spoke the Wookiee language. Uh, but that, just a little but that we got to hear him speak it because I feel like you never do in any of the yeah. movies that he's in. So it was embarrassing, but like in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... And I did, on this rewatch of it, I did enjoy the whole Han faking his own death as Chewbacca's slamming against the pole. Yeah, I thought that was cool. No, I thought... Really, I thought a lot of the scenes with Han and Chewbacca were really strong. It's also where I found the actor playing Han to be at his best. Like, he really acted off that dialogue naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't even know if Harrison Ford can do. <laughs> <laughs> he bounces more off of cornering women in his ship. Yeah. <laughs> pressuring them to kiss yeah, him. Yeah, that's more his, his deal. <laughs> What is the chief motivation for L3, Lando's co-pilot? Okay. Is this where we're doing the whole conversation about L3? Okay. So So you said that her motivation is to prove that she's the best pilot or she wants to kill or she wants to get money. No, it's none of those. Uh, What's her motivation? She... She wants droids' rights. She wants to be treated as an equal. She says that um, Lando has a thing for her, but he's just not her type. They do imply that they have had some kind of sexual intimacy. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about L3. 
I deeply want to like L3. And yet I... Why do, why do you find that you don't like her? Something about the way that characters' lines are written and the way scenes are directed around them. It feels like it's a commentary against, like, equal rights movements. <laughs> Do you feel like she's because she's played off almost a stereotyped activist? Absolutely, she's she's portrayed as like a very stereotyped activist character, and I don't know if they are ever taken seriously, except for when she dies. Yeah, and so, like, I'm all for what L three stands for, but the way that it was executed feels like a middle finger to me personally yeah i feel like my impression of the l3 story is that it so the the whole droids rights thing is something that was in the expanded universe that lucasfilm retconned when disney bought it out Mm -hmm. there was like books and comic books for like c3po and r2 got like mixed up in droid activism <laughs> and... nothing they would dare do on purpose <laughs> yes <laughs> um so i thought it was that was something I, i've always found the droids really interesting and i've always found it weird in star wars movies that they're treated essentially like slaves mm-hmm. um i mean you know you know me i would sell out the human race to robots instantly I'm like, yeah, they're right. They're better. In the Terminator universe, I work for Skynet. (laughs) And I love it. Uh, (laughs) I offer my skin, my flayed skin (laughs) to the robots. Use it how you need it. (laughs) I certainly don't. I definitely don't. (laughs) But yeah, I find it to be problematic in various ways in the, in the ways you were saying it that it was uh stereotypical and wasn't really i feel like it didn't go far enough or set it set itself up well yeah as soon as the the, the 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 jailbreak happens it's never talked about again and yeah. they use l3 as a map, they completely deprive her of any sentience in humanity agency. that she had. Yeah, all of her agency's gone. It's just not a plot line that's executed well to the point where it becomes offensive <laughs> that they yeah. had attempted it. And at the same time, I find myself still feeling like defending it because so many uh, Star Wars fans are since the since disney acquired it they're they've been empowering a lot more female characters in the movies mm-hmm. and they went after elf which is so weird and, and i i knew that too because i i remember um people being really upset they're like uh their l3 is clearly a stand-in for you know these feminists, feminists in, in like yeah equal rights activists first of all why are you against that in the first place um but second it doesn't feel like the movie is on her side either yeah 
it's the typical Disney approach where they'll try and just like signal uh, their va- like values. You can say but... virtue signaling, Wes. No one's gonna yes. be mad at you for that. In this, <laughs> because in signaling. Disney's case, they and... are. <laughs> They're virtue signaling, but not going the full way of actually backing And certainly not executing on it as well, if you look at their corporation. Yeah, yeah. And that's what virtue signaling is, idiots on the internet who think that putting a woman in a video game is virtue signaling. (laughs) The fact that women exist is virtue (laughs) signaling. (laughs) Time to dox God. For creating Eve. It's just such a what? shame that God created Eve. It's just a way to appease the liberals. Whoever wrote that Bible really just caved. Caved to societal pressure. What? The, the writer of Genesis, were they at risk of being canceled? <laughs> I can't believe the writer of Genesis and the band Genesis were canceled. <laughs> For the same reason, creating women. <laughs> We've really gone off the rails already. Well, it's about to go a bit further off the rails. Great. Uh, or at least into shaky ground. Oh, gonk droid keyboard what? smash. Anyway, move on. What, Let's continue. What big bad makes an appearance at the end of this movie? You said Boba Fett. Who you, I think, would say is not a villain. I would say he is. He He's like, they're trying to make him into like an anti-hero. He's a villain. But He's a villain. Yes. He works... For the villains. He's a villain. Well, you haven't seen The Mandalorian. I don't care. I never will. <laughs> no. So who's the big bad? So here's, here's the crazy thing. And I think I texted you this. I almost said Darth Maul, but then shooed that thought away because I was like, he's dead. He They wouldn't just retcon a character's death. Boy, was I wrong. So yeah, that's the thing. He he makes his first theatrical appearance since Phantom Menace in this movie. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who watched the Clone Wars like I did years before this movie came out, it was understood that Darth Maul was very much alive. <laughs> and he has a very like I was skeptical at first because I didn't really like Darth Maul in the movie. He's cool. He, He's cool. <laughs> he looks cool, but that's the only. That's, it's the same thing as Boba. He fight Boba, good. As as Takara pointed out when we watched Empire Strikes Back last night, she's like, Boba Fett doesn't even look cool. <laughs> I don't know. She's like, I don't know why people are. He's got a dumb him. rocket on his back. <laughs> that's not cool. She's like. She's like, look at him. His armor's all dinged up. He can't be very good at his job. Darth Maul is the devil. He's the actual devil. <laughs> so Darth Maul does have like a fairly interesting return in the TV show, but most people don't watch the show. Mm-hmm. So I think for hardcore Star Wars fans, 
it makes sense and it's a interesting reveal but for people that don't have any understanding of it it's confusing and makes the ending weird yeah hey so this this is uh fans of the show um as you're aware i'm not consuming any star wars media between the movies for this podcast which i believe is what normal viewers do uh it was weird cool kira did guess that it was going to be darth maul she didn't see the clone wars so she was pretty amped when he showed up (laughs) he sounded weird he did not sound like i expected uh they used the same physical but they dubbed him phantom menace (laughs) But they used the voice actor from the Clone Wars who uh, to try and create some consistency, connection. I guess. Yeah, consistency. Weird. Yeah. I think he was also dubbed in The Phantom Menace. I don't think they... They really don't want that, <laughs> that stunt guy to voice the character. Yeah, just like the Darth Vader guy. <laughs> yes. I can't believe they never All right, told so you're... that guy that they were going to dub over him. That's the meanest thing. That's truly the worst thing you it could gets, do to a person. Well, it gets meaner and meaner because they didn't even tell him when they were filming Empire Strikes Back, when they filmed the Luke, I'm your father scene, mm-hmm. they didn't even tell him that that was the line he was going to be saying. They had him say, no, Obi-Wan killed your father. Yeah. And then they had just James Earl Jones, George Lucas, and Mark Hamill were the only ones who knew. So when the guy who played Darth Vader saw it in theaters, like, why didn't you trust me? <laughs> That that I would I I'm sure that dude has an autobiography and I'd love to read it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So you're walking out of open-ended questions with one and a half points. I thought you were gonna say three. No. Why don't you change it? <laughs> Why don't I just double it? Um, What's the harm? <laughs> multiple choice questions. Uh. Who plays Beckett, Hans, Marmy Mentor? Your options were David Harbour, Paul Bettany, (laughs) a CGI character voiced by Mark Hamill. And your correct answer. Nailed it. It's Woody. And I nailed it for the right reason. It's the downfall of his career. Woody Allen. (laughs) Woody Harrelson. Woody Allen. Woody from Toy Story. (laughs) Voiced by Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Didn't make sense. They're like. Um, we need to cast double Woody. Wouldn't it be awesome if Woody played Woody? We need a Woody on Woody for this movie. When we need, when we inevitably uh, tie in Pixar to Star Wars. <laughs> so, what do you think of Woody Harrelson in the role? Uh he's fine. I, no complaints, really. Yeah, I was skeptical when. This movie was coming out. I was skeptical of this movie in general when it was coming out because I never really liked Han Solo to begin with. I was like, well, do I even want to go see this movie? Because I never really cared about the character. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, Woody Harrelson is playing as his mentor. But I thought he did a pretty good job kind of capturing the the smarm. There were parts back Solo. and forth. I feel like it's in some shots he was phoning it in and in some shots he was like giving it his all. But I think it it evens out to fine. He was certainly not the worst performer in this movie. (laughs) Which of the following is Crimson Dawn? 
Uh, a mysterious bounty hunter after Beckett. An alias for Jabba the Hutt. An elite collection of bounty hunters working for the Empire was your answer. But the correct answer is a crime syndicate mm. that hires Han and Beckett. Ultimately, it goes back to Jabba. No, it doesn't. No, it goes back to Maul. Yeah, that's why that's it's right. called Crimson. Crimson Dawn. Which, why does it go back to Maul if he doesn't come back in any other movie? So, what do you mean? Is Maul going to show up in the sequels? No, right? You'll have to see how he ends up dying. In the Clone uh, Wars? It's, ex- or... it's explored in Star Wars Rebels. Fuck, man. Why, don't, why can't I just watch one thing? They put him in but, a mainline uh, movie and then they re-kill him off in a side story? Well, I guess this is a, sty- a side story. I don't know. But yeah, he essentially becomes kind of a rogue villain in the galaxy. Like, he's trying to screw over the empire and the rebels and do his like his own thing and create like his own like he's crazy man <laughs> nobody knows what he's gonna do he's like trying to create his own criminal empire throughout yeah uh to stick it to his old master mm-hmm. why is completing the kessel run in 12 parsecs considered impossible you said the planet is surrounded by a large collection of wrecked ships uh, the incorrect answers were the planet is surrounded by a blockade of automated ships. Mm-hmm. And the other wrong answer is the planet is surrounded by an asteroid field. Mm. It's surrounded by stinky space clouds full of light. <laughs> Otherwise known as a nebula. <laughs> yeah. And what is located by the planet? You said a trade federation droid factory. <laughs> Close. You you clearly want the prequels to be acknowledged. <laughs> if they made them, they might as well acknowledge them. Right? You can't just make I, three I... movies and pretend <laughs> they didn't happen. Just wait. <laughs> just wait. It's insane to me that they made the prequels and Disney's like, no, they didn't happen. Not commercial successes. Like, there was stuff in there that was cool. Yeah, like the sub executive is like, well, Star Wars fans don't like the prequels, so we will not acknowledge. <laughs> so they didn't <laughs> happen. A full half of the theatrical canon wiped <laughs> from existence. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you said what is lo- yeah. So what is located by the planet? Uh, the right answer was a black hole. Oh, they called it something else. It was a mall. gravity well. A gravity well. Yeah, yeah they called it that. Yeah. Um, there was also a Cthulhu monster. <laughs> yes. And a star destroyer. <laughs> yeah. And I w- uh, so that sequence with the Cthulhu monster was really cool. <laughs> yeah. When its um, skin gets ripped off into the black hole, <laughs> that's metal as hell. I thought it was pretty cool. Very tonally inconsistent. Question, yeah. Um, I did, yeah, I didn't really need a big monster in this movie. <laughs> no. Uh, 
And I also left that scene. I found that action scene to be actually the most boring, in my opinion, because it was like, I don't know, it just didn't seem to be connected or have stakes in anything else that was going on. It was um, L3's final sacrifice. Yeah. But, uh, why is that monster living by a black hole? How? <laughs> how is its skin not ripped off before? I'd like to put aside the how because <laughs> it's Star Wars and they already. There's some reason spent, that they already yeah. thought of. You know what? I don't think so. I'm going to talk to the people that wrote this movie and see if that was in the canon before or if they made it up. Uh, the people who wrote this movie were Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Empire Strikes Back. Nope, they don't know anything. Son. They don't know anything. Enthus and her band of pirates are revealed to be associated with what? Incorrect answers are the Separatists, the Empire. Your answer, Greedo and his gang. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it. I needed it. <laughs> If the sequel to this movie ever comes out, which I don't think it will, but no. I think a sequel to this movie might actually be better. Um, I think it could be much more streamlined, but as with all things with Disney, if the first one didn't do well, it's never coming back. <laughs> and the correct answer is? Uh, the Rebel Alliance. Yes. Boring. They, she mentioned the Separatists. And I was like, oh, <laughs> are they talking about the prequels? And then that was immediately glossed over. Get used to it. In almost every Disney Star Wars movie, there is at least one passing reference to droid army, clones, <laughs> or separatists. And it's just forgotten about. Don't talk about it. Yes. The actor starts to go off on like a little tangent about the canon and then they are removed from set. Their understudy is quickly mm -hmm. put in and they're shaking with, with chitters. I imagine that's what happened with Han. How does God... Uh, how does God how does Han... <laughs> live with himself knowing that... <laughs> I'm done with this bit. Do you think God does... <laughs> lives in fear of <laughs> the... Things he Cancel created. culture. <laughs> How does Han gain possession of the Millennium Falcon? Uh, incorrect answers. He steals it from Greedo, who stole it from Lando. He steals it from Java, who stole it from Lando. He steals it from Lando in a hangar. Or your answer and the correct answer. Card game. Yep. It's just poker. Yeah. I found the card games to be also very boring. Too long. Um, I get what they were going for. Half of this movie wanted to be a heist movie. Mm -hmm. um, that was the part that was that. And I was like, oh, it's here for that structural design. But you didn't commit to it because you didn't really assemble a gang. You just got Lando. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, that'll be the full um... review. True or false, Han's love interest is named Kira. So is mine. You said true because that is your love interest. <laughs> <laughs> it is spelled a bit differently, but yes, it is. It's pretty close. <laughs> they both got Q's in it. Um, um, 
why is there a love interest in this movie? I didn't want there to be a love interest in this movie because she you can't to only have eyes for Leia. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but she can't matter. She can't possibly matter in the long run. And guess what? She yeah. doesn't. Unless Kira comes back in Rebels, and I don't give a shit. I'm not gonna watch that. I don't know why that's the case. Cause I'm only gonna watch the Bad Batch, baby. <laughs> Which All of this is for me to watch the Bad so... Batch. <laughs> You're not even gonna watch the Clone Wars episode where they're introduced. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's all... I'm all about the Bad Batch. <laughs> This week's episode is brought to you know. by The Bad Batch, now on Disney+. Plus. You don't even know the... Once you've seen all the movies, I'll describe to you all the Star Wars TV shows that are coming. <laughs> Some of them are going to just blow your mind that they're being made. Good. <laughs> um, there is a slave revolt in this movie. You said false. Definitely is. I think that's a fun scene. Yeah, I honestly would have been fine if that was more so the climax of this movie. It feels like it. Uh, Instead, it's the end of Act 1. Yeah. Which is weird. Maybe it's the end of Act... Uh, It's the middle of Act 2. I don't know. It's it's in a weird place in the movie that doesn't make any sense that anything comes after it. Yes. True or false... Han keeps his word and brings his boss real refined coaxium. He said false. He wouldn't do that. He only brings Nick slime. <laughs> I wish that was true. Um, I think it's true. He he does. It is true. He does bring the refined coaxium because he anticipates Beckett betraying him. Also very heist movie. Yeah. I thought that that mind game was cool. Ultimately, yeah. I thought it was going to go triple mind game because that's what I'm used to with heist movies <laughs> where uh, he gave the empty cases to Enfys. He was going to have fakes with him <laughs> and that um, I thought that the real ones were going to be on the we're ship. In Chewbacca's we're in stomach. Chewbacca's tummy tongue. <laughs> and that's why he was so sick and couldn't help during that fight. <laughs> Chewbacca, why are you throwing up so much? Anyway, let's see the refined quest. I I thought that uh, I thought that uh, it had gone off with Lando because I thought that would have been a really cool reveal. Uh, that's not the yeah. case, but it would have been a cool. I think the decision that's still made is cool, and yeah, it's, I it's fine. I had, it's I, it's been yeah. I had set my expectations too high. That was my fault. It's a Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. I have to keep reminding myself that. It's like I forget about it in the middle of every Star Wars movie. That it's just a Star Wars movie. (laughs) I'm like, oh, they they can't take risks. There there won't be any. Yeah. And just like how most fans watch Star Wars movies and forget that uh, these movies have to be made for children as well. Yep. I forgot. Always forget in the middle of the movie. Because they have things like slave revolts. <laughs> True or false, one of Beckett's crew members is just a gorilla with four arms. 
He's kind, said, he's kind of just a gorilla with four arms. Uh, he's kind of just an orangutan with four arms, Ethan. So Voiced by you don't everyone's get the point. favorite guy, John Favreau. He yes, sucks. He does uh, such a bad job. Yeah, right? He, like, completely phones it. He is not a voice actor. I fully... Ex- Did he produce it, Kira? Did John Favreau produce Solo? Did we look that up? I don't think he did. So it's weird that he got a role at all. I'm pretty sure at the time they were yeah. filming the first season of The Mandalorian. Mm. Yeah. So he was just like nearby. Yeah. Hey, question <laughs> about yeah. Enfys. Yeah. Is there supposed to be any relationship between them and Val? Because I feel like when her helmet is taken off. Val? The other woman who dies in Beckett's original oh. crew. Yeah. Because it feels like the camera lingers on her for a really long time. Like, I'm supposed to know who she is. I'm not aware of any relation. I'm not aware that Val is explored in any other Star Wars stuff no, as well. No, so. I highly doubt it. Because the... When 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 Edfis takes her helmet off, there's this long the music swells and there's this long lingering on the actress's face, and I'm like, am I supposed to know who this is? Just wait until Rogue One. There is a moment similar to what you're describing that we'll get into. <laughs> that made me laugh in the theater. Yeah, I mean, if Val wasn't the only other black performer, black woman in this movie, yeah. I was going to say black performer, forgetting Donald Glover is a black man. <laughs> One of the main characters of this movie is, in fact, black. Um, true or false, Chewbacca's goal is to get to his family in time for Life Day. Nah. Um, that is, in fact, his goal in the Star Wars Christmas special. That's what I fucking thought, because Life Day is Christmas. <laughs> Which I highly encourage you to watch at some point. It's trippy. It is a trippy <laughs> special. Um, and true or false, Han escapes at the beginning of the movie by joining the Empire. You said true. That's true. Yes. So you got two points. I hate that part. It's dumb. I get it. I just don't like it. <laughs> because it's related uh, to Kira, I think. <laughs> movie doesn't treat women well surprise that the screenwriter of empire strikes back uh yeah wrote another movie where <laughs> women aren't treated well yeah surprise screen grab uh that's such a sh- that's three frames of video wes you sent me three three frames so the reason why I sent you this is because her name is Sagwa. <laughs> I was not aware that she even had a name. <laughs> was that this was a scene in the trailer for the movie <laughs> and it got everyone fucking excited because people were like, oh, we're going to see Chewbacca fuck. We're going to finally see it. <laughs> <laughs> We've always wanted to see Chewbacca fuck, and now it's time. No, uh, uh, that's a slave Wookiee. Yeah. Named Sagwa. 
Shout out to Bailey for <laughs> calling me Sagwa in college. Oh, God. Um, only because I recognized the show and called myself Sagwa. <laughs> I'm not putting the onus on her for being racist. It was me. Yeah, it's it's 10 seconds a movie. Yeah, uh, essentially the Wookiees uh, help move the Coaxium onto the ship, and then Chewbacca says goodbye by putting his forehead against Saga. And then they fuck off for the rest of the movie. They don't fuck. <laughs> they merely fuck off. <laughs> They're masturbating next to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you said, yeah, that was Chewbacca, so you got one point for identifying that one of these Wookiees is Chewbacca. <laughs> He Otherwise, you said uh, that uh, the woman Wookiee is skinny. skinny. <laughs> well, she's skinny because she's a woman. <laughs> and that she also possibly has four arms. Would, uh, hey, I mean, you asked me if she had four arms, and I just agreed. Uh, she is a member of his family, a sister. Maybe. And they're seeing for the last time. That's the true. sister is, is passing. <laughs> possibly Chewbacca made it to her just in time I give you a point sure whatever <laughs> so in total for solo Star Wars uh, story you got six and a half points cool uh, quiz that I completely threw away <laughs> I received very few points for <laughs> So, Ethan, the the time-honored question is, would you recommend this movie? I feel like I have to be more nuanced, and I will. But ultimately, no, I would not recommend this movie. Um, but I think I need to get into the particulars. This movie is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a flaming pile of trash. Right. Unfortunately, it is what Star Wars fans to consider bad, like in an affront to God, <laughs> um, by being generally just not that good. <laughs> like it's, I, I, it's just below fine for me. Hmm. Um, because there's stuff in this movie that is cool, and I would say ultimately. It's hindered by the fact that I find that, as with most Star Wars movies, the main character is the least interesting character in the movie. But they're the one that I have to follow the whole time. Yeah. It's just that this time, like the prequels, the main character is also played by an actor who's not very good. (laughs) Um, But that being said... I would probably chalk a lot of that up to the horrible production and production hell that this movie went through because yeah, you looked it up. I mean, I know I knew about it when it was coming out and Kira reminded me of it when we started. Um, But yeah, it this this movie feels like it's fighting itself the whole time. Because there's a heist movie, which is like a fun, dumb romp. And then there's this super serious action story um, with an attempt at deep lore like the prequels. <laughs> yes. Um, why would they give the prequel writers a shot again at this movie after the if they're trying to rewrite the prequels at all? Oh, Empire. Never mind. Yeah. I'm dumb. 
Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, the performances overall were fine, except for the main dude. Uh, I I get what he was trying to do in impersonating Harrison Ford, but I feel like it never really came across as more than an impression. I feel like he didn't really get to act through it. That being said, another impersonator fucking killing it on the screen is Donald Glover pretending to be Billy D. Williams because that motherfucker handles it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he does such a great job. Um, the fact that they canonize Billy D. Williams' inability to say Han Solo <laughs> is incredible. I screamed. <laughs> I will say that the Chewie and Han relationship was still good. Um, that was my favorite part of the movie. Uh, Other than when they went to meet Lando the first time and there were two <laughs> shitty droids fighting and they were gambling on that. I thought that was cool. I wanted that to be a whole movie. Yeah. You just want gonk a st- star Wars. Story. <laughs> gonk, gonk droid a star Wars story. Um, but I do have some new favorite background characters, uh, including tube guy, lounge singer. <laughs> yes. And Crocodile Man playing cards that eats his own hands. Uh, I did think that it was a cool lore point that the Millennium Falcon was a type of ship that was built on Han's home planet. I thought that was a cool bit of lore. Um, I can't believe that they referenced Terrace Kasi. I thought that was wild. <laughs> Uh, and then I kind of stopped taking notes after this point. Oh, Warwick Davis is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warwick Davis is also in Phantom Menace. Is he playing the same character? <laughs> Maybe he is. <laughs> he can't say for sure. He doesn't have speaking. <laughs> he doesn't have lines in either movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be cool if he did. And I think he probably made that choice. Because if I was acting in both those movies, I would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that this movie was hampered by trying to really do a love story and that the production made it hard because the comedic beats of this movie were actually funny. A lot of the jokes were pretty good. I didn't write any of them down and I wish I did. But that's clearly from the previous writers. Who are well known for comedy scripts. Yep. We should, I should probably stop beating around the bush. If For those of you that aren't aware, uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were the original writers and directors of this movie. Yes. Uh, they got their start in Community, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure they wrote for Community. Maybe. I don't know for sure. I know that they definitely did Clone High. Which they know had some problems, which they're fixing in the Clone High reboot. Um, but uh, they also did the Lego movie. No, they didn't work on Community. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. They, they wrote episodes for How I Met Your Mother. Weird. I would not have guessed that. 21 Jump Street movies, Cloudy with Those are good. We're balls. doing those. We're doing the 21 Jump Street movies. <laughs> Lego movie, 1 and 2, Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. 
And you so, may be thinking, huh, I liked some of those movies. Why didn't I like this one? I will say that it r- reports about them directing. Uh, they were trying to introduce a lot of improv into uh, the filming of this movie, which I think probably doesn't actually bode well for star wars yeah it's tough when you're trying to do a very lore focused series but at the same time something that's established and has a huge company behind it that's trying to make it like as formulaic as possible it i i'm not saying that it's a bad thing to improvise like i'm i but i think if you do improvise but... (laughs) (laughs) but i'm just saying I think they maybe made a bad call for such a large tentpole movie in a franchise. Yeah, I mean, honestly, maybe they shouldn't even have been brought on if, if that's if that's what Disney ultimately wanted. Bringing those two on to have a movie with such a deep, deep lore, I guess, eh, having them do it wouldn't have been the right people because they they encourage improv in a lot of their movies and i think it's ultimately successful for the projects that they work on Mm -hmm. but not what disney would have wanted when they're the creative visionaries of the work Mm -hmm. and in which case in star wars there are studio executives who have that level of control although we have discussed on this podcast before there's no star wars bible that doesn't exist there was one when George Lucas was in control, but I think Disney threw it out with the prequels. <laughs> Essentially. Um, but as you'll find, and as you probably already know, Star Wars under Disney, Disney has a pretty long track record at this point of having uh, trouble getting artists to essentially just fit a cookie cutter formula believe it or not artists don't really want to do that that's why they got into the field which is why as we'll discover going further and further into the star wars trilogy that star wars saga that the series really just starts by the end of it where it is now with mandalorian and stuff it really is just wholly held up by nostalgia that's all there is anymore god forbid Um, you make anything new in a cinematic universe uh wes would you recommend this movie because i do know that you say you recommend every star wars movie no i I did not you have said that i don't believe i have run the run the record back y'all every time i've asked wes do you recommend this movie he's gone well, uh, since I recommend every Star Wars movie, yes, I would recommend this movie. I think if I have, my line of thinking is that if you're going to watch Star Wars, just watch them all. Like, I don't think there's any Star Wars movie that's so bad that you can't just, like, say, yeah, watch it if you want. If this is something that interests you, watch it. Like, and I went into Solo... I didn't enjoy Rogue One. I don't like the concept of standalone Star Wars movies. I feel like Star Wars is better 
having a story stretched across several movies. Oh, do you mind if I if I delve into that a little bit? Sure. It feels like this movie wanted to be three movies, and it feels like three movies in one thing. It was setting up, there was reportedly uh, conversations about trying to make a solo trilogy. And I, am, I imagine that they were asked not to and just reused all of the story beats in this movie. And that's why there are like four climaxes. Yeah. So I think I would recommend this movie because I went into it, like I said, expecting not a great movie. I thought it would be boring. I don't really like Han Solo. But I found enough surprises in this movie, even on my second watch, that I think I would recommend it. I think it's a fine Star Wars movie. I think it's middle of the road for me. I think it's better, you know, I mean, it's not much to say. I think it's better than Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And I I'm think, not going to fight you on that. Yeah, like I said, it's not, it's not like a bold statement. But I think it's handling of characters. Characters like have a story arc in this movie characters change yeah. and they're challenged and well i don't care for hans it is good that he has one he he grows you know at the at the beginning of the movie he's like essentially an innocent kid just trying to make his way and by the end he's a stone-cold killer who kills his mentor mm-hmm. um i thought that scene was cool so i think there i i see this movie as like there was a lot of potential and there was exciting kind of interesting character stuff going on in this movie that I I would have liked to have seen a sequel to this or at least a Star Wars like TV series on Disney Plus. I think a sequel would have been better than this movie right. by itself. I feel like they would have been a little more confident with a lot of the characters. They could have made it a buddy cop, well not cop, but like buddy thief movie. Yeah, right. So, I would recommend it. I think it's fine. I don't think it's not good. I also don't think it's good. Um, but ultimately, I think it's a fine movie that I think probably gets overlooked too much. Or gets a bad rap. Um, because it gets tied up with all the other controversies. In, uh, this is not a controversial with... movie. No. This is not a hot <laughs> not. topic movie. It's just a... <laughs> It's just a movie. It came right out after The Last Jedi, and there was a lot of people peeved about The Last Jedi. Because there was an so... Asian woman in it. <laughs> Never forbid she have a storyline. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I feel like if this movie had come out when Rogue One came out instead, I feel like this movie might have gotten looked at with a different light. I think if this movie came out today, it would probably be fine. Um, so now we move on to how toxic of a Star Wars fan are you? <laughs> Which I just saw on Twitter, uh, Twitter account I follow, uh, saying, I thought about at one point starting a Star Wars Twitter account, fan Twitter account, but then I see this shit today and it was a screenshot of a article clearly fake that someone wrote saying kathleen kennedy forced to resign from lucasville <laughs> george lucas in talks to return to the hell <laughs> uh, uh. uh 
Um, so better or worse? I think it would be the same. I think there's no difference. We're still we're still hogtied by Disney at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, so my toxicity questions. I only have three. I'm only going to keep it short for these standalone ones because not much to say. I think so. I, and I think you can get to the point pretty easy with just a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you rank this close to the bottom of one of the worst Star Wars movies you've seen? I mean, yeah, it's it's below the prequels. Or not below the prequels, but like with them. Where in the prequels would you... How would you rank the prequels in this? <sighs> yeah, I guess I like it better than Attack of the Clones. And what about Phantom And, and Phantom. And Fa- I do, it, okay. Attack of the Clones is the worst one. Yeah, it's Ben boring. Phantom, <laughs> and then this. Okay. Would you like to see a sequel? Sure. If they made it's, if they made one, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to pay for it. Uh, was there any new characters not from previous movies in this one that you liked? Uh, I think some cool stuff could be done with Enfys. Uh, test tube head man. <laughs> I'm primarily talking about characters with names. Uh, with did you names? find Kira interested at all? No. No? Why no, did she... you find her interesting? Uh, she shows up. Don't, no, no reason for it. Don't really talk about it till the end of the movie. She's not a character. She's just a plot device. I can't like her. It's not the actress's fault. She's just... The character's written bad. She's better than Padme, but... Not by much. Is there any named character? No. 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 So because you can't come up with any <laughs> new character that you like. Uh, ooh, no. I would be somewhat interested in a prequel about Beckett. A Beckett? I feel like you're just saying that. No, that's not true. Um, I Because I did find Beckett more interesting than Han. And while watching, I was like, I would be more interested to watch Beckett's story. I think and that's if, fair. If Han think was like, that. if Han was a character in Beckett's story and we got to see Han come up instead, like under Beckett's adventure, I think that would have been cooler. Okay. Uh... And then ultimately finding out that Beckett's, I mean, not a villain, but like morally dubious, like Han. Yeah will become he's he's a hero i don't give a shit what anyone says um i think that would have been interesting yeah like how the prequels should have been more about obi-wan than anakin which kind of they are i don't i don't know if i agree with that because i don't think obi-wan changes at all uh it's like a it's like a cowboy movie because this movie has a very wet. This movie falters between like a, a, spig, a western and a heist movie. Yeah. If it would have gone the full western route with Beckett as your standard cowboy, cowboys don't change in westerns. They're always the same character. It's their um, apprentice, like like a like a Watson esque character. Um, that's sure. the character that goes on the emotional arc. So we could have seen that going on through han where beckett doesn't change he's always been bad um but we just see him acting how he would and how that affects han and his relationship 
uh, to the world. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't prefer this to be just a straight Western, which I think would have made more sense because Han in the original trilogy was a cowboy. (laughs) In a steel Um, horse he rides. (laughs) With a fucking Wookiee by his (laughs) side. (laughs) So, because uh, you... uh, forced out the little turdlet of Beckett at the very end and you were satisfied with saying no one I'm still gonna talk you one point so you're you're four points towards the light uh, instead of five here goes Ethan kicking and screaming about Pickle Rick and the McDonald's All right, uh, we'll be back uh, to talk Rogue One. Shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And we're back. (laughs) Please just keep the audio of shit. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to roll back in on. (laughs) Okay, great. All right. uh, Finishing up the... Two standalone Star Wars movies. There should be more. Okay. Um, <laughs> with Rogue One, Star Wars story. So let's get into the open-ended questions. What do you know about this one? Oh, this one's about the team Rogue One. They are attempting to get the Love. Death Star blueprints to the rebel alliance and it's a harrowing adventure full of death every Sounds single like you're just like reading off the movie poster a harrowing <laughs> adventure <laughs> full of death <laughs> um but this is like these are the people in the rebel alliance that are Mostly in it, not because they believe in what the rebels believe, but because they like the Empire less. And they want that freedom, that sweet, sweet freedom. For one of them, it's probably their one last job. Before I get out of this shit. There there are five of them. The team, the team itself is made of five individuals. Yeah, there's five uh, characters in this movie. That's what uh, you're yeah, five characters in the entire movie, uh, and they're all locked in a room. It's a it's a it's a <laughs> vault movie. It's Rashomon. It's Rashomon. Okay. Fuck. I would love. There need to be more Rashomon ripoffs. I haven't seen Rashomon, but I think there should be more stuff like that. <laughs> I plan on watching Rashomon. I was gonna watch it while working one day, but it's not in English, so and you got sued. And I got sued. Uh, anything else you wanted to say? Uh, you know about this movie? Uh, Alan Tudyk voices robot. Okay. Named robot. Uh, the last thing. So a lot of people complain about the last scene of this movie because it doesn't make any sense. But Darth Vader kills the last remaining people in this. But he sneaks up on them, and that's what makes people upset, because it means he would have had to turn off his breathing apparatus. 
<laughs> because he breathes really loud. This is Red Letter Media complaints, and they complain about everything. Yes. Um. But this movie does leave off right before Darth Vader's entrance in episode four. Which I think is kind of cool. I just remembered that in Solo, the Imperial March plays in propaganda videos for the Imperial Army, which I think is weird. Yeah. (laughs) That's Darth Uh, Vader's theme song. That's not not the Empire's theme song, man. (laughs) How much is Darth Vader in this movie? A minute, not a lot. He's he's not he's not a big deal. James Earl Jones was busy. (laughs) They couldn't even get him in the recording booth for more than an hour. On a scale of one to ten, how spooky looking is CG Grand Moff Tarkin in this movie? Oh, he's spooky! Oh, he's spooky! (laughs) He's a nine. You're nine. 9 out of 10 with exclamation mark. <laughs> 9 exclamation point, but not factorial. <laughs> Why is the Empire stealing kyber crystals from an old Jedi temple? That's a stupid fucking kyber crystals. I can only think of kyber from Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> <laughs> run with it. I'm telling you, run with that idea right now. You're going to get the points. <laughs> uh, so they're stealing Kaiba crystals. They they need them for cards. And <laughs> more. More. What's the dragon called? Uh, blue eyes. White dragon. No, it's the cartoon one. <laughs> Toon dragon. Uh, okay, so um, obviously the Millennium items, the Millennium Falcon. They need... You cracked the code. I cracked it. Um, no, they need these stupid crystals to finish the lasers on the Death Star. Why was uh, hyperfuel and coaxium such a big deal? In Solo, when I've never heard about it before. That's a fair point. <laughs> in the text crawl for Solo, which isn't even a text crawl. It's a PowerPoint. Um, Hyperfuel is in all caps, and I respected that. <laughs> Who or what does Jin Erso, the main character, mm, yep. find at the Imperial Research Facility on Idu? Edu, edu, edu. Run with it. <laughs> the the police. Mm-hmm. We don't like them. We yeah. say cow. But what could that possibly mean in the empire? In the empire that means all clones are boba. Uh huh. Um. <laughs> uh this this is this is where he finds the death star blueprints okay okay multiple choice Mm. 
What nickname does Jin Erso's father give her? You said him. That's right. And you know what? I knew that too. <laughs> um, that that rant earlier about God getting canceled. Really, now it's uh, my turn. <laughs> A Stardust, B Boo. Nebula, uh, C Jawa, or mm. D Crystal. God, I want it to be Jawa. It's Crystal crystal now if it's jawa i'll shit my pants <laughs> come here my little jawa they're a sentient race like that's <laughs> it's racist yes. that's why west calls me little scotsman <laughs> my father called me human <laughs> people call me dog <laughs> Or a cool cat. All right. So similar to when you're talking about uh, <laughs> the swelling of the music as you zoomed in. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's similar scene in this Fuck. movie. <laughs> when the music swells during a rebel meeting, what prequel character emerges from the shadows? <laughs> a captain typho padme's head of security yeah you didn't have to tell me who he was i remember captain typho i had to look up his name <laughs> b clyde lars anakin's stepfather it's slash no mother fucking way no fucking way it's Cleeg lars Senator Organa, the Senator of Alderaan. Oh, still Jimmy Smith? <laughs> or D, Tarful, Wookiee leader of Kashyyyk. <laughs> because you had to look it up. It's Captain Typho. <laughs> because you also said you didn't recognize them. I would recognize all three of those other characters. Man, can't believe Typho's finally getting his time in the spotlight. <laughs> yes! He's Why the does... only character that uses a blaster in the <laughs> Lego game in the prequels. Why does rebel extremist leader Saw Guerrera die? <laughs> a, he's easily tracked down and murdered by Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. B, he accidentally turns on a lightsaber on himself. I hope C, so. C, he turned on a thermal detonator as a threat and forgot to turn it off. <laughs> or D, he just chooses to give up. Detonator. Detonator? I ha You have no idea how badly I wanted to say he just gives up. <laughs> Like, he's in the middle of this big epic scene, and he's just like, oh, I just can't anymore. <laughs> what obscure trilogy character, original trilogy character, hmm. makes a cameo in this movie? Captain Typho's son! <laughs> Colonel Typho? <laughs> Yoda! <laughs> What obs yeah okay so 
<laughs> what obscure character from the original trilogy? Take two. A. Cornelius Evazan, the pig-faced dude in the Tatooine Cantina. I know you love that guy. B. Lobot, the cyborg dude who is Lando's assistant. Do you remember what? him? He's bald and he has that metal visor around his ears. No. <laughs> IG-88, one of the bounty hunters Vader talks to when Boba Fett makes his first uh, spoken line. Sure. Or D, Garadin as Xaver, the Imperial spy tracking C-3PO and R2-D2 on Tatooine. Yeah, that guy. That guy. Is that him? Okay. Yeah, How do the Rebels take down a Star Destroyer? A, they push it in front of the Death Star's ray. B, they ram it into another Star Destroyer. C, they do a bomb run and launch a bomb into its weak spot. Or D, they just shoot it enough times until it blows up. I just shoot it enough times till it blows up, baby. <laughs> They're not right. invincible. <laughs> True or false? Darth Vader uses a pun in this movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And it's a good one. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Everybody in the re- in the office laughs. <laughs> True or false? Princess Leia is in this movie. False. She she doesn't come back in, until um, the Last Jedi or something. Okay. <clears throat> I know she's in one of the sequels, and it was sad because she died like right after. True or false? All the main characters in this movie die. True. Right. And I'm True. excited. <sighs> True or false, Death Star blows up a dozen planets in this movie. <laughs> More false. <laughs> truly Sky's insane. the limit. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many planets out there. True they or false, up, they blew up a. Uh, what? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say they blew up a planet that is in the original trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> True or false, Bodhi Rook, the Imperial cargo pilot, never overcomes his mind tampering from Saw Gerrera. What the fuck did you just say to me? (laughs) True. (laughs) True or false, a young Luke Skywalker makes a brief appearance at the end of this movie. They wouldn't dare. False. False. The end of this movie... When you say young Luke Skywalker, are we talking young Anakin Skywalker? No, I said Luke can't Skywalker. Be. I meant age-wise, <laughs> you dink. All right. Now it is time for the screen grab question. If you will check your phone. Screen grapple. Who just texted me? I'm also proud of this one. <laughs> Oh, this is good. This is very good. 
Now, you kept saying the last name Guerrera. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's very much an Earth Hispanic last name. And it would be weird if they acknowledged the existence of Spain in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's become very apparent that, that is the, that's just what they're doing. Because I'm going to assume here we have a Hispanic actor who portrays, what's his first name? Saw. Saw. Now, I thought you were saying Saul. <laughs> no, Saw like, is in the yeah. tool. Because I was like, Saul Guerrera is just a guy on Earth's name right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the yellow pages. He's my neighbor. <laughs> uh, but here we have one of our members of Rogue One, the Rogue Squadron. Uh, he, he's having a bad time. He is absolutely covered in thick leech boys. (laughs) Sucking his soul out through his head, completely wrapped around him. I think he's tied to a chair at this point. He seems to be in some kind of sewer system. There's a grate behind him, and then the tunnel goes out a bit farther. I think I think he was in charge of securing an escape route through the sewers um, and didn't account for the fact that there would be biological life down there. And nobody, <laughs> nobody sicked these on him. This is just their home. He's being attacked for being there. Now, that last part I know is wrong, but I think it's funny. (laughs) They're just giving him kisses. Mm -hmm. If you're not sucking real hard when you give kisses, you're not giving good kisses. Everyone wants a hickey. At the end of the day. (laughs) Are you supposed to know you have a partner if you're not covered in hickeys? (laughs) Are you supposed to know how many partners you have? Because <laughs> they all have to be different colors. Uh-huh. When I get hickeys, I make sure to inject a dye under my skin for every different person. <laughs> it's kind of like a mood ring. <laughs> it's kind of like what they thought kids were doing with silly bands. <laughs> hey, I saw Degrassi. I know what they did with those bands. They swallowed them whole. (laughs) Alright, anything else you want to say? He's probably going to make some dumb quip in this. Uh, He won't die from it, but he'll wish he did. (laughs) Oh boy, he will wish he did. Because how he actually dies is going to be so much worse. And he will have a real egg on his face. And in his face, the leeches are planting eggs in his head. All right. That is the quiz for Rogue One. There's plenty of other stuff I wish I could have included in this quiz, but I just couldn't come up with a way to ask (laughs) a question. I I really do hate that part about our show because sometimes if you ask a question, it's just so obvious what the real answer is because it's ridiculous and couldn't be anything else. Yes. Or there's no way to structure a question around a batshit insane scene you'd rather is just unspoiled. Yes. 
So, uh, like all these Star Wars movies, you can check them out on Disney+. Plus. Um, Solo, I think, is also still available on Netflix. But uh, Check out Cruella now on Disney Plus as well while you're there. Pay the extra $20, $30 for it. None of which will be going to the costume designer. <laughs> nope. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Or wait, no, so the costume designer isn't getting any of the royalties from action figures and, like, costumes and all the, like, merch that comes from this movie. Gross! Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, enjoy. You've been listening to the podcast, We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Did we already do this? No. Why? (laughs) Cut there. No, I didn't do the full thing. Uh, the current score is Ethan. What's my score? Uh, the current score is 36. And Wes, zero. Follow us on Facebook at We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, where I haven't posted anything and probably won't ever. Or on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It, where I do post pretty much every week. On Twitter, you can also follow me at Powerful Goose or... Or, or Wesley. You can only follow one of us. <laughs> Choose wisely. <laughs> uh, Wesley at Baby Wesley. And remember, Captain Typho's son <laughs> can suck <laughs> my ass. <laughs> Bye. Bye.